0: About half seven in the evening and the rooks are just starting to gather and if we look up above there's about between five and ten thousand rooks coming in from perhaps 20 miles away from the fields the farmland birds they are coming in from the fields to roost at night I don't know if they're just showing off or just having a little bit of exercise before they go to bed but they'll all come together and until they're all together they won't go down to the nest so they're waiting in there until all these birds as just see more and more coming in and they're all all in the sky and just as soon as they're all here and they'll kind of know they're all here then they'll drop when you get such huge numbers and they're all sort of showing off and calling and saying who's here and who's not there so it's only in the evening when you get this and it's not until it's dead at night And then there's silence.
1: This is just leading us into the Robinson Telescope Dome. And next thing we have to do is to open up the slit so that the telescope can look out through, uh, through the dome. First of all, we we'll have to move the staircase. Physically has to to pull a a lever and and haul the telescope.
2: (sighs) So now we have a segment of the night sky there.
3: My name is Apostolos Christou, also known as Tollis uh, to friends and colleagues, and um, I am a research astronomer here at the Armagh Observatory. Our next stop for the night is Orion, so you can see the three stars that make out the belt yes, I see of that. Orion, and then um, at well, at, at almost right angles to it, there's a sort of a, a pair of stars stars Tiny, and, a, yes, and a faint nebulosity that makes up, that, that makes up the, the sword of Orion part of the sword is the, is the so called Orion Nebula which is one of the most spectacular objects in, in the northern hemisphere you can have a look and you can tell me what you see oh
2: that is absolutely beautiful really beautiful i can see
0: i can see the three stars of the belt but underneath there are four
3: little
2: stars in a square and then there's a kind of miasma around them a, a silvery miasma
3: what's happening over there is that the gas condenses and makes more stars so this area of space is one of the areas where stars are forming in our galaxy. This is an example of of a, a stellar nursery.
0: I'm Ruth Johnson. I'm airport duty manager, and I've just commenced my night shift, uh, first night shift of the week. And I've come into a delayed flight, delayed until 0500 hours in the morning, which means we have to arrange for facilities to be kept open for the passengers. And the next thing that happens on the night shift then is yes, after the passenger movement movements, we have the freight movement at night and now freight movements are about to start for the evening and we have all sorts of different types of cargo we have aircraft engines, we have mail operation we have, uh, the mail operation is a passenger aircraft during the day and at night time the seats are removed and it is then a mail aircraft so it's a great operation and it's financially viable for the airline at the airport What's happening is now that they're loading the aircraft with bins, which are mail parcels that are being delivered from here. And This aircraft will leave tonight full, and it'll be reloaded uh, in East Midlands and come back here also full with parcels for Northern Ireland. Yep.
2: Going to Belgium. Belgium? what uh, that's not Brussels. Is it? Yeah. East Midlands, then Brussels.
0: Is it take freight
2: on to the Brussels then? Yeah, it takes uh, it more freight over there in East Middles and than to go on to Brussels. Right,
0: does it do that
2: every night? Every night, except right. for Saturday night and Sunday night. Okay. Right. It takes up to about 50 tonne freight, and it comes in in the morning again. We push it out about 20 to 9, and then it comes in in the morning again at 20 to 6. So we offload it again and then distribute it to all the lorries. So, it's not too bad. It keeps us on the job as well. That's right. Really you know what I mean? So we're going to do something annoying. Okay. At the moment I don't know how to get this
1: Okay, here we are. We're in the uh, Amar Observatory building itself and we're going to to head our way up to the observatory roof. Here we are, just going outside, onto the rooftop. Wow. Now we're away from a lot of the lights uh, that are around the observatory. And we start to see the sky beginning to look nice and dark. And you can see lots and lots of stars. Now, the reason for coming up here to the observatory roof is because this is where we have some of our modern day experiments. This is uh, my experiment, which uh, is known as the polar bear camera. It consists of three, essentially cameras, and they're all pointing very close to the North Pole. And they take a picture of the sky Every 40 seconds. doesn't matter what the weather's doing. So we make use of all the small gaps between the clouds. And so the idea behind this telescope is to to use the gaps and to record starlight. So that's basically what this this telescope is doing. Uh, We're we're measuring starlight. Um, We're measuring the light from about 10,000 stars stars that are very close to the pole star and so the idea is that we will measure the light from these 10,000 stars every night, all night, all year.
0: to go into the control centre to see Kerry and Malcolm
2: control be... centre me. control Malcolm how can I help you
0: there's quite a few da- turkey flights what, what flight is it Nigel this is Kerry by the way Belfast International
3: hello All
2: Right, cheers bye
3: gate 11 I'm the last one,
2: Kerry. this is Malcolm Mrs is Brown- oh. <laughs> hello this is my third night. How so do you feel? It'll be
0: about 20
2: completely day, knackered. <laughs> it hasn't been too bad now. We were very busy last night with an awful lot of telephone calls, telephone queries about flights, and It'll every call is different. Everybody's so a different problem. Everybody has a different scenario. So we have to try and help them as best we can. So there's no point in the night when it gets quiet for you? Not really. Between maybe two and three, it wouldn't be too bad. We may have uh, people would tend to start arriving at the airport from about three o'clock on for check-in, because most of our flights here would leave from about half five, six o'clock on. So you've got a three-hour lead into that. So you'd have people arriving from three, people phoning up from two, and our last flights would be in here at around midnight. And then we have the freighters that come in in the early hours. So we do have a continuous run during the night.
0: Is there there something particular about the night shift that you
2: like? Well, the the good thing about the night shift is we don't have any of the management here. So we don't have anybody to (laughs) come in and uh, we we can uh, think about what's going on and get organised and don't have to go in and explain everything to them. So that's the only good thing about the night shift.
0: Okay, it's Dawn, and um, we've just come out to hear the the bird song, starting. So it's very exciting. It's first thing in the morning, and to be honest, birds don't have anything else to do at this time of day because the insects are all dormant. There's not enough light to search for food, so what they can do is sing for a mate and sing to defend their territories, and that's what they do. So as soon as the first light hits air is really still, there's really good transmission for their sound to be sung at this time in the morning and that's when they choose to do it.